Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to my podcast on this morning. Today, I will be talking about, today is Testimony Tuesday, and i also be reading devotion. It's coming from the Jesus Calling book, and this today is December the 24th, and today is Christmas Eve. So, here goes. I am speaking to you from the depths of eternity. Before the world was formed, I am. Wait. Before the world was formed, I am. You hear me in the depths of your being, where I can take up resistance. I am Christ in you, in the hope of glory. I, your Lord and Savior, and I live within you. Learn to tune into my living presence by seeking me in silence. As you celebrate the wonders of my birth in Bethlehem, celebrate also the rebirth and eternal life. This everlasting gift was so purpose for my inter for enter enter your sin stained world. Receive my gift with awe and humility. Take time to explore the vast dimension of my love. Always thankfulness to flow freely from from your heart in response to my glorious gift that my peace rule in your heart and be thankful. The verses come from Psalms 92, Colossians 127, and Colossians 3.15. And since I don't have to work for break, um, for this Christmas break, I'm going to read y'all the verses. So the first one I'm going to read to you is Psalms 92. Psalms 92, and it states, Before all the mountains were brought forth, or ever you will form the earth and the world, even from the everlasting to everlasting, you are God. The next one is Colossians three. I mean Colossians one twenty seven. Twenty-seven, and it states to them with all to them, God will to make known that they are riches of glory for the mysteries among the Gentile, which is in Christ in you the hope of glory. The next one is Colossians three fifteen, and it states, and let the peace of God rule in your heart, to which also we are called in one body, and be thankful. Okay, it's talking about being thankful today. It is talking about how, like, I know today is Christmas Eve. You know, be spend time in God's presence. Learn how to tune into my living presence by seeking me in silence. How many of y'all have really seek God in silence? I have. Like, before I got on this podcast, I had to come into my closet and have some peace. Spend some time with Jesus. Because I had got so wrapped up into this world, into things, into different stuff that I just needed to come in here and just sit and just listen to God. Just talk to him and just do that. He wants that from us. He really do want us to spend time with him. And I haven't been really been doing that for, I, did, I didn't do it Saturday and I didn't do it Sunday and I didn't do it Monday. That I just got... I just got so wrapped up until I was like, you know what, I'm not doing this today. You know, that's how you know how we do us humans. Like, I don't want to be bothered today. I ain't got time. 
trying to learn about Jesus today. I got other stuff going on. But I realize it's like, if we learn how to just rest in God's presence and just, just in tune to Him, that He will always make sure we have um, stuff um, just to have things. Well, yes, I had went to sleep. I had a lot of my mind. I took a nap. I took a nap, and I had woke up, and I smelled this so strong aroma. It smelled like, it was like I had some potpourri. It smelled like, oh, it just smelled like I had potpourri in the house. It just had like a strong aroma. It was so strong. I mean, it was really strong. So I got up. I was like, do y'all smell that? I asked my kids, do y'all smell that? No, man. I was like, wait a minute. It was just so, I went to literally, wherever I went, that's it. It was just like a sweet aroma. I could not. Just like I couldn't shake it or nothing. Then my kids like, "Mom, what's wrong?" I said, "I said nothing but the presence of God." Cause I was like, I was worried about stuff. I'm gonna be real with y'all. I'm gonna be real. Cause this is my podcast where I let y'all know inside of my life. Just because I'm doing a podcast, don't please don't get it wrong. Please don't get it twisted. That oh she got it all together. Please don't get it together. Please don't think that. Please don't think that I got all this. Please do not think like I got it all together. I'm living. You know, I am living my best. Like don't. Like, like I'm out here balling, put it that way. I was stressing because tomorrow's Christmas Eve and the next day is Christmas. I don't have nothing to get my kids for Christmas. I'm going to be real with y'all. I work my butt off every day from 7 to 3. I work for a school district, right? And yes, everybody's like, oh, you work for a school district, so that means you should be balling. You should make a lot of money. No, because I got to make sure I have uh, make sure my bills are paid. Make sure this I'm like behind on this bill. I gotta make sure this bill is paid. So yes, I do stress. I do work, but I was just worried about how I would get my kids something for Christmas. And my kids like, Mama, we not worried about that. We not worried about you know. We not we don't care. If we don't get nothing. We have everything. And it's like I just want one thing. And I was like, What is that? My son said he want a camera because he want to be a photographer. My other two kids they want to just like my other son he want a phone because he don't have a phone. He want a, a phone. And my daughter was like, I just want to upgrade my phone. I was like, oh. And then that's like, Mom, what do you want? I told them nothing. I really did. I said nothing. But deep down in my heart, the one thing I wish I could get my kids for Christmas is a house for Christmas that they have their own room. Because right now, me and my daughter share a room and the boys share a room. So I wish I was able to do that for them for Christmas. That is my goal, you know. So I was just stressing and worried about that. So I went off, just took a nap, whatever. And that's when I smelled that super sweet aroma. And I know that was God trying to tell me, please don't worry about that. I got you. And I had, and I was telling myself, yes, I still believe in miracles. Because God is a miracle worker. I do know that. Um, he will make I mean, He will do things that we think is impossible. You know, so I just want to tell y'all that. But today is Testimony Tuesday. So my testimony is, uh, what is my testimony? Hmm. I got so many. So let me think. Let me pick one. Okay, my testimony is when um when I lost the hotel that stay. Okay, let me take. We me and my kids had moved ahead. You know, we lost our apartment and we started saying we stayed in the hotel from 2015 up to almost 2017. Yeah, we stayed in almost three years tops um my testimony is that when i say that god moves god do things that nobody could do and nobody was like how you do that felicia you know felicia had nothing to do with that you know god had his hand over my life so felicia i know when i first met you god got you got god over your life and all this type of stuff so i was like okay so i was like people t- people tell me that i was like oh, whatever 
if God had his hand on my life, I wouldn't be going through this bull crap, you know. <laughs> so, um, one day, we had stayed, we stayed in the hotel, and I didn't have the money. So, that means that when you don't have the money, they're supposed to kick you out with your stuff and everything else. So, I told him I don't have the money because, you know, at the hotel, the hotel we stayed, you had to pay, get paid weekly. And I was not getting paid weekly. I was getting paid every two weeks and whatever. Whenever I had it, I just tried to pay it, you know. So, um, I was like, I told the people, look, I don't have the money. And the lady was like, well, we're not going to move your stuff. No, your stuff can stay where it's at. Because I told her what I was going to have it. Your stuff stay where it's at. And that means you have to start all over. Meaning, like, when you first get to the in-town uh, in town suite, it's like an in-town suite, like a steady state. Um, the thing is, you have to pay like four hundred some dollars, and then it goes down. You start paying three, goes down, and then you pay like no taxes, like thirty some dollars, thirty four dollars or whatever, and then you go back to paying two. So at that moment, at that time, I was only paying two hundred something every week. So that means they had to kick us out, and then that means when I do get the money, I gotta pay four hundred some dollars. No, like. Four hundred some dollars to get back, and then I gotta start back off paying four and three every week, and you know all like that. So I was like, okay, I did what I had to do. So I got kicked out of the hotel. Wait till I got paid. Couldn't wait because just sleeping. It what made it so bad. The day they kicked us out, the next day I got paid. That's how bad it was. <laughs> oh my god, that's how bad it was. The next day we I got paid. So me and my kids had to sleep in the car. I had called somebody to ask them, can I come stay with them? You know, she was like, uh, I'm at work right now. I'll call you when I get off work so that way I can tell you how to get to my apartment, blah, blah, blah. The girl never called. I kept calling, kept calling. She never answered, didn't do nothing. I know y'all probably said, why you didn't call this person? Because my thing is, I'm a single mom, a black single mother. And I got three kids. I can say pride had probably gotten away. I'm not going to lie. Or other stuff, probably just got. I just didn't want to be bothered. People like, Felicia, I didn't want to hear. First, I didn't want to hear about like, Felicia, why you do that? Why you didn't tell us you going through? I didn't want to hear that because I feel like I got myself in this situation. I get myself out of it. Yes, I did not want to sleep in the car with my kids. No, I didn't want to do that, but I had no choice. The next day, I got them up. They went somewhere to freshen up, and they went on to school. And I told them, don't worry about it. It's gonna be all right. We didn't eat that. We didn't eat that night. I didn't really sleep. I didn't really sleep because we was in a, in a Walmart parking lot sleeping in the car. And I was like too scared. Somebody might come over there, like do something to us. I really, I, well, I, I mean, I doze off, wake up, doze off, make sure, you know, they slept in the wood, made it so bad. It was cold that day. So cold. And so I was like, cold in Houston. Can you remember? Can you believe it was cold in Houston? So I was like, okay. Slept in the car. The next day I got my check. We go pay that. We to go pay my bill, whatever. That I, you know, I had to pay that. Paid that. I was like, that was like, mom, did you pay that? I was like, when I got to work, picked them up, whatever. That was like, mom, did you pay the, did you pay the hotel? Did you? I said, yes, I paid it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Paid it. I was like, okay, that's one least of my words. So then, um, later on, you know, I still paid it, doing what I had to do, whatever. Next day, I said, company. Maybe my commode or two later, my car got towed. And that was like, I, I always, my car got towed. I was, I was not even, I was like almost maybe 
That was my first time ever being late. First time I would pay my car on time, and I almost do pay for that car. They came and got my car, and I was, like, crying. Like, how am I supposed to get around? Because my kids are, like, they have to go to the doctor. J.J. was very sick. I was, like, with dealing with illness and stuff. I was, like, how am I supposed to get my kids to the doctor? But I was just so mad. Just so mad. So I was, like, how am I going to do this? And then I was, like, I ain't got no money. And, you know, stuff like that. Then, you know, I'm calling people, like, oh, my car got towed. Can't repossess my car. That's, like, uh, Felicia. You know, you know, you don't need a car. That's at least your word. Girl, you have to have a car. This is not uh, no country where you can walk here and walk there. This is a city. I got tired of walking. I was like, okay, whatever. Whatever. I, just, I was just so mad. So the next day, I went to work. And this time, I was working at the uh, hotel as a, as a, um, as you call them people. They make a bed, you know, clean up the room like a, a housekeeper. Lord have mercy. I was keep working at a, you know, working at a hotel, just housekeeping. And then I was like, I had to walk to work. The first day I didn't. Second day I didn't. But I think, I remember a couple times I had to walk. They was like, so she can ride the bus? I don't know. Nobody no buses in Houston. But if I had to, you know, I would have did it. But then people like in my job, I was like, we'll come pick you up. And then I was like, you know what? Forget it. Cause I had got to the point where you know how some people are like, I'll help you, girl. I'll be there for you, girl. I know what you're going through. People always say that. But then it's like, when you need them, there's nowhere to be found. So I said, forget it. I got mad. I said, you know what? I'm just going to over myself to work. I'm going to be like the celebrity, the famous people. I'm going to give somebody to drive me. So I look at it as that. Like, even though I was in the Uber, I look at it as I was famous. So one day... They had got a, we had got an Uber because we had to go grocery shopping or something. And I remember I was looking in the sky. I don't know where I was going. So uh, I think I was taking one of my kids to the doctor. It was somewhere. I remember looking in the sky because I love looking at clouds because God speaks to me through the clouds. God speaks to you however. Uh, but I know God speaks to me through the clouds. So one day I was just in the clouds, just looking at the clouds. And God just said, uh, God just told me, it's okay if you don't have a car. Um, people pick you up. It's okay. Look at as you're a famous person. Look at you if famous. Somebody's picking you up, taking you somewhere. You're famous. Look at it as you're a famous person, like you're a famous artist. You said you want to help single moms. You said you want to do this. Look at it as you being famous. Somebody come picking you and your kids up, taking you somewhere, or whatever the case may be. He would have said, look at it as it's famous. So I just told my kid, be famous. So every time we got an Uber, it wasn't just like a, a Honda card or this and that. We got picked up in Cadillacs, and it was just a standard car. That's all I could afford was just standard. We didn't get like the deluxe and all the, you know, all that. It was like a standard car. I mean, it was like, you know, how you have Uber, how they have standards and ups, you know, different different grades and stuff. But it was, every time we got get ready to go get into an Uber, we had a Cadillac, we got Lexus, we was in a Mercedes. We was in, like, luxury car. And I think that, that was God to don't worry about it. So I was like, they're like, Felicia, how you get, people like, Felicia, how you do this? And how you um, get there? Uber? Because I wasn't, like, trying to be, like, depending on people because people will fail you. And when you at your weakest, at your lowest point, you think people is your friends? Hit rock bottom. You'll see who your true friends are. I had nobody. 
No, when I say nobody, I had one person, and she kept me on my toes. She was like, Felicia, what you going to give up for? Give up for what? What you going to go back to? She she was my, you know, she would tell. But I was like, this is some mess. And I have learned all these times when I used to go through, people said that, be that for you. I have learned. You cannot count on people. I trust. I count on Jesus, honey. Jesus and my kids. Because I know what? And yeah, sometimes I ain't going to say my kids are family because me and my kids have been through a lot. But I know that people will do you love. So I'll do that so that so that day I remember when Harvey hit or whatever. School was canceled and we had to go to work that next day with the work. And uh, this man picked us up and I didn't have the money. And I think he was going to pay for the room, but he was like, oh, you know, he was like hesitant. But I think God was working out my miracle at this point. He was ready to work out a miracle. So I was like, okay. I told the lady, look, I don't have the money. She was like, we just leave your stuff there. We'll make sure nobody don't go in there. So my son had messed up his hand or whatever. And uh, had messed up his hand. So me, if y'all are from Houston, in town, so he's right there on 1916 Mills Road. The Methodist Hospital is up under 249. And then you make a left. And you still got to walk. So me and my kids, it was cold. So cold. Me and my kids walk to um, Methodist Hospital. And at that time, I was like, you know, because everybody was in shelters and stuff. I was like, God, I don't know what to do. So I called this lady or whatever. She was like, Felicia, what y'all going to do? Y'all upset? I said, I don't know. I was going to spend the night in the hotel. That's what, I mean, in the hotel. I was going to spend the night at, a, um, at, a, um, at the hospital. That's how bad it was. I, didn't, I, didn't, I just wanted my kids to have somewhere to sleep. I did not care about me. So, I was like, okay, whatever. So, I had called this lady. And she said, well, this place is, um, I can't think of this church for nothing in this world, but it's like Copperfield Church. They're like, this is Copperfield Church. Call this number. They have room at the shelter. Just, you know, tell them. Tell them. I was like, okay. So, they couldn't come pick us up. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, what am I going to do, Lord? Because I didn't have, I only had like $2.00. To my name on my car, I was like, God. "It said it, it had room for us." I told him it was just me and my three kids. You know, blah blah blah. Sorry, excuse me for crying, but this testimony brings so much tears. Okay, so I was like, "Okay," I was saying, "Um, okay." I said, "Lord, I I don't know what I'm doing. I'm gonna have to do Uber." They was like, "Okay, if you can do Uber, we have room for you. We'll be waiting for you, whatever the case may be." So I was like, okay, okay, let me do this. Let me think, let me think. So I just took the chance. Forget it. Oh, well, so I was like, I don't know if it's going to go through. I don't know nothing. So I did the Uber, and this was nobody but Jesus. Because my Uber was like for for Leader Hospital to, um, to get to Copperfield Church. It was like almost $40. And I don't know, I had only like $2 in my account, $2 and some change. Maybe two or five. It went through. I was like, thank you, Jesus. I was like crying and everything. And my kids was like, Mom, it's okay. You know, because my kids hate to see me stress. They hate that. So we got in the Uber. And she picked us up. And it was like, you know, I don't like people in my business or whatever. So I decided to call. And it was like, I had let them know I got an Uber that me and my kids are on the way. So we got there. They, they opened the door. Because that shelter was supposed to have been closed. They opened the door. 
this is God. I'm trying to tell y'all. They open the door and welcome us with warm on. It's like, maybe we had got there maybe like 10, 30, 11. I don't even remember. I know it was a Friday. We had got there or whatever. And then uh, we had got there. Okay, let me just give myself a minute. We had got there. And um, we had got there. It was like, are y'all hungry? I didn't, I wasn't even hungry. I was just so hurt because I was saying to myself, God, how could you allow this to happen to us? Because you know I'm paying my tithes. I'm doing the best that I can. I might not can't go to church because I don't have a car. But what, like, what, why did you do this? Why, why did you let us go to a shelter? Why do you have us stand at the hotel? I was just so mad at God. I was just so frustrated with God. I, if God was a person, I could have cussed him out right there. And God knew I was mad because I was like, I was so, I could have cussed him out. So I was like, oh God, I don't know what to do. So there, they was like, I was like, no, I'm not hungry, but my kids know me. My kids knew me. They was like, yeah, mama hungry. They said, mama eat. Just eat. So I was like, okay. So I ate. And, you know, you know, in um in the shelter, you know, we had beds that had like little cots, but it had separated. You know, like separate, you know, like you had your own space and but me what me and my kids did was like we pushed our beds together. Cause we didn't want to be separated. We pushed our beds together. Me and Trix on one side and JJ and Chris on the other side. And that's how we slept. You know. They was cool with, but I'm the one that was so hurt, was so destroyed. Like, how could God allow this to happen, you know? And then my, I called, my friend was like, Felicia, y'all okay? She called me. This one true friend who never, you know, who never just, like if she had it, she, she had helped me. She just never turned her back on me, and I thank her for that. She was like, Felicia, y'all okay? And I told her where we were. She said, thank you, God. I was so worried about y'all, blah, blah, blah. And all that type of stuff. So my kids was who my kids are like people make up that was cleaning up at the shelter. They was like, Oh, you face you have some good kids blah. But for the longest everybody thought we were sisters and brothers because I don't look like their mom. I look more like their sisters. <laughs> they they thought we was all sisters and brothers. I was like, No, that's my kid. I got you know, as I got to warm up to people or whatever, I started feeling more comfortable. And then I still had to go to work. So what made it so good, like they every I did not have to pay for no Uber. They paid for me to get to get to work and from work. Go to work. The church did. That was God. Okay. So then one day I went to go apply for this apartment. They was like, Oh, you didn't get approved because you got a broken leg. I was so mad. I was like, you know, forget it. And this one lady that we had met there, she was like, You're not going to um they had another shelter because they shelter was gonna close Saturday. Like in two weeks or it's like a Saturday, I think it was in two weeks or whatever. She said you're not going to go, she told me, she said, you and your kids are not going to go to the um, Georgia Brown Convention Center. Y'all come, you're going to come with us. Like, we're going to go to her house. Like, she, she she loved me and my kids or whatever. She was like, y'all not going there. Uh, all that's fair, you, you and your kids can come there. We got plenty of room, you and your kids can come there. I was like, okay, you know, <laughs> okay. Yeah, you know, and then I was like, okay. You know, I really don't, you know, it's just kind of hard for me to accept people because I didn't mean to done so wrong. You know, I was like, mm, okay. So I said, okay. So I was like, okay. But I, my thing was I wanted my own place because 
I don't want to stay with nobody because I know how my, I just know how me, my kids are, you know, they're the type of person, they, they like to play games all day, I just know my kids, when you stay with somebody, you gotta like, really be like, you know, I don't know how them people were, or whatever, I could, I just saw her, because she was like a Red Cross um, volunteer, that's all I knew, and then, um, so the next day, there are days I didn't go to, I didn't want to go to work, <laughs> but I pushed myself to go to work, because I was just so mad, and people were like, are you okay, please? You know, people, you know how people just like to get in your business. But <laughs> they're like, yeah, I'm okay. But one day I didn't go to work. Yesterday, did I go to work? Did I go to work that day? I'm trying to see. Did I go to work that day? I think I did. Yeah, it was a Friday. August. No, it was September the 20-something. I went to work with the work that morning. I came back. I was like, okay. I was determined. Did I go to work that morning? I don't even know I went to work that morning. But whatever. No, I didn't go to work that morning. But I was like, you know what? I got up. And the lady was there. Because she was like, well, she, come on, get up. You got to find your place. You know, we this, they shut the clothes Saturday. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I was so mad. And I heard, I started hearing everybody else. Oh, I found me a place. And I said, you know what? Forget that. I said, today I'm going out to find me an apartment. I had put that in my mind. And I was working with, like, somebody help you find your apartment. I said, I put that in my mind. I said, today I'm going to find me an apartment. I'm going to find me an apartment. I had put that in my mindset. Because by this time, my sister and my mom had called me telling me, Oh, please, you cannot make it there. This is so hard. Are you going to be at the block? This, t- this is feeding me negative stuff. And I was listening to the negative stuff first. And I was like, you know what? Forget it. Okay. I don't care. I got. To, I kept telling myself, I had to stop running. But before I said, I had to stop running. My son said, "Mom, if you go back, I'm going to die. You're going to turn to a pillar of salt." So when he said that, they were like, "What? Are you going to die?" And I won't talk. It was just like I couldn't regular. I couldn't register that. When he said that, I was like, I kept saying, "JJ, don't say that." He said, "Go back." He just said, "Go back and see what happened." And he, I don't know. He heard that before, but he, my son, the youngest one here, gave you a Bible scripture and be like, what? So, what you, you know, because he is, he, everybody think he's a, everybody say he's a prophetess, he's an evangelist, which I do believe it, because I just, I, that's, a, that's another, that's next Tuesday. Um, so I was like, uh, okay, so I found me an apartment. I went to go look at these apartments where I stay, and I can't tell you where I stay at, but I know I stay in some apartments. Um. Went to these apartments and I was so scared because I was like, What if the broccoli shows up and did it? And she was like, Mom, she was just like, Don't worry about that. She sent you here. Don't worry about that. The lady from the people they sent you here said, Let's look at the park. So she was like, Do you like it? I looked at it. I was like, I wanted a three bedroom, two bath. I got a two bedroom, one bathroom. I was like, I wanted, cause I wanted my daughter to have her own room, me have my own room, the boys had a room. I just wanted to have my own room. So I was like, Okay, okay. I was like, yeah, I like, which I did. I'm not going to lie. I liked that. I said, yeah, I like. But the apartment that I in now reminds me of the apartment that I had in Longview. I was like, dang, this apartment looks, I couldn't remember why. I was like, dang, this apartment looks so familiar to me. Like the, the space and everything looks so weird to me. It looks so familiar. So she was like, okay, let's go down here and fill out the application. I was like, oh, here we go. Why she tell me no? This is, I didn't say it out loud, but I was thinking it. So, oh, Lord, tell me no. 
it up. So I was like, okay. And she asked me for my text, which I had it on my phone. I sent it to her, and she printed it and all this type of stuff. I did that because I was working for the school. And then she gave me a discount because I worked for the school, you know, whatever, whatever. And then she said, oh, you approved. I was like, what? She said, this right here? She said, I see you have a broken leash, but they don't worry about that because uh, we're not going to worry about that because it falls off. It falls off next year. But no, she said, fall off. She said it fall off next month. So we're not going to worry about that. So you got to prove. So Saturday, we'll call and you can sign your lease. I was like, what? I couldn't even register because it happened so fast. It happened so, so fast. I was like, what? And she said, we'll make it so bad. You can move in. You have to pay nothing for August. Nothing for August. I mean, not August. September. Nothing for September. Your rent start on October. I was like, okay. Because it still, still wasn't registered. So, I was like, okay. So, I got an apartment. I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow. I got an apartment with a broken leaf? Like, who does that? Jesus. So, I was like, Okay. So my kids, like, I told my kids, you know, I like to play with my kids. So I'm like, uh, you don't have a, but I didn't find out, so we got to go stay with somebody like that. And I was like, okay, whatever. So the last day was packing up, whatever, at the shelter. We are still at the shelter. was packing up. And the lady was like, she had called me to come in and sign my lease. And I told my kids, <laughs> and this lady, who this this lady at the shelter, she had rented me a car. Rented a car for me because I, I didn't have a car at the time. You know, I had to get back and forth to work. Had rented me a car. And she was like, uh, here's the car. Get you a car, blase, blase. Whatever. So, help you go get your stuff from the hotel and bring it back to your apartment, whatever. So, she was like, okay. So, I, I told my kids, I said, we stay in the hood. <laughs> I like this. We stay in the hood. So, you know, we got to be careful when we go outside, whatever. The only person that really knew the apartment was JJ. And I told JJ because he was with me that he was with me. That day when I got the apartment, where it was, and I said, You better not say nothing or whatever. So he didn't say nothing. I told him, we, I told him, Close their eyes. I had to get through the gate or whatever. I said, Close your eyes. And then I said, Okay. When I opened, I said, This is where we stay. They was like, Oh, my mom, we got a. They didn't, I couldn't tell them. They were like, We got a apartment. I said, Yeah. And I walked in. I asked them, They like it. And yeah, my kids, my kids are the most humble, sweet, and blessed kid that you ever meet. So I was like, oh, yeah, mom, we like it. We like it. So we got our stuff from the hotel and stuff. We moved in. And I was so scared to be by myself. So scared because my kids go off to school and I would be home by myself. Because this is my first place. Anxiety had sat in. I was like, oh, Lord. So I was like, I'm not by no pop, no firehouse. Something happened to me, or whatever the case may be, I might get anxiety, whatever the case may be. But, do it all. And then, got ready to move in. And the church that we was at gave me a whole pantry full of food. A whole pantry full of food, and then paid my rent two months in advance. I didn't know they was going to do that, but they paid my rent two months in advance. And then, when it came time for Christmas, they blessed me with a thousand dollars check but he respecting that but i just got on here to tell y'all about my testimony yes i know it's hard for me to speak through that because that brings back so much stuff that god has done for me and my kids i just want to tell y'all whatever it may be like for me it helps me it helped me this morning because i was stressing about today is christmas eve tomorrow's christmas i don't have nothing to get my kids for christmas 
And then I had to sit back and be like, okay, they have a roof on their head. They have food to eat. I have a car that don't even have a car. No, thank you, God. Uh, I have a job. I'm off with my kids for Christmas break. I get to spend time with my Christmas. I can sleep all day, eat snacks all day, do all the stuff that I want to do. But yet, I always have to tell myself I am a good mother. Even though you can't get your kids to send back for Christmas, you are still a good mother. Just know, just hold on to God's hand. Just trust God. And that's my thing. I, it, it took me a while to get to the point where I can trust him. I can trust him. Trust him. But sometimes I try to be like, get it back there. Like, I have to catch myself. Be like, uh-uh. Because that time I had got so heated. I know God had got heated with me because I had got sick. My whole face was swollen. Let me tell you this. My whole face was swollen. I had to go to, I went to the uh, human, to my human resources at my job, the place where I work at, and I was complaining, 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 like, I don't know what I'm going to do, I can't keep missing, I don't want to lose my job, blah, 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 and it just started raining for some apparent reason, it just raining, I was like, oh, why did it start raining, I was in flip-flops, and my face was swollen, I was in pain, I looked raggedy, I was in, I don't know if I was in pajamas or not, I don't know, but I was like, oh my God, went there, I was complaining, JJ said, Mom, stop complaining, it's going to be okay, we're going to be all right, because JJ is with me, because he's homeschooled, so I was like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. And all of a sudden, as I was driving back home, complaining like it was nothing, a big lightning covered my whole car like it was like a boat of lightning covered my whole windshield. I was about to call somebody. I don't know who I was about to call. But it struck so hard that I thought the lightning had hit my car. That's how bright the light was inside of my car. Me and JJ, JJ's on the passenger. I'm driving. I had to pull over because I was like what the I was like, oh my god and Jesus said mama I think God wants you to shut your mouth because I was <laughs> my tail off so I was like you know what forget it I said okay Jesus I, I'm sorry I trust you no matter I'm done I trust you I'm through I shut up because I was like I know he got he got tired of me complaining I mean he was like because he had JJ to tell me Mom, it's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. But I wouldn't. I was just mad. How I'm going to pay this bill? How I'm going to do this? I was going, oh, no. Okay, Jesus like, okay, I'm done. So now I have learned not to just say nothing. Yes, I do stress. I'm not going to sit here and say, Felicia. But I'm learning not to stress because of that. <laughs> because of that. Um, and also just learn how to just be thankful. My kids didn't say they, they didn't like they wanted this and this and that. They just want one thing. And I was like, but they don't care. They're like, Mom, it's okay. You know, they they okay. But I know deep down they do care. And I know, then I said, why y'all don't, why y'all don't, you know, tell me. Because me and my kids talk. Why y'all don't do this? I said, why y'all? Because y'all don't think that I can afford it. They were like, no. It's not that. They just, my kids, are so, we have been through so much. Even when we, even though, even before we had been through so much, my kids were always thankful. They were always blessed. They were so humble. They are like the most sweet uncle kids that you could ever meet they are and i just thank god every day for them because they are they teach me things and i teach them things about life um so i know today's christmas eve i know tomorrow's christmas just believe in a miracle i know you're probably stressing about how i'm gonna get this for my kids how i'm gonna get if your kids understand the struggles you go through if they understand that my mama's trying I don't care. She don't get us nothing. As long as we together, oh, it's power when we work together. As long as we together, we can make it. So that was my kids' anthem.
you know, that um that motto is that we was in that shelter and we was going through all this stuff. That's like, Mom, as long as we together, we can make it. So that's how I see it now. As long as we together, we can make it. I have to look at it because the situation, you have to look at the situation. Yes, you might not can't get through this. And it's goes for me too because I'm preaching to myself as I'm talking to y'all. Um, even though you can't get them this for Christmas or get them this for Christmas or whatever the case may be, look at it. You have a roof on your head, you got food on your table, you're not in the hospital, your kids are not in the hospital. Just look at it. The situation could be so much worse. Yes, it's, it's not all about gifts for Christmas. It's all about the birth of Jesus, Jesus' birth so that we can have life. You know, and sometimes I have to be like, like, um, like, wow. I, I have to do it to myself. Like, okay, it's going to be okay. I tell myself that. Okay, it's not always going to be like this. Well, it's not always going to be like this. It's going to come at a point in time because I have my, my dreams so big. Meaning, like, I want to be able to bless other people. Yes, I want to bless myself, but I want to be, like, hopefully start next year. I want to start taking in donations and stuff. So whenever, um, so whenever like, school start back and uh, Christmas and Thanksgiving, like that, I'll be able to get back to the community because I know there are so much people out here hurting. You know, I've been there. I've been, I just, I've been there, and I know what it's like. Trust and do believe. I'm not just saying this to be said. Been there and still going through. But I'm thankful that God has kept me every step of the way. Yes, it might get hard sometimes. It got so hard for me. I was about to say, forget, I'm tired. I want to commit suicide. Y'all like, what? But yeah, Felicia wanted to commit suicide. Leave her kids by herself. Yeah, I was just so done. I was just done. Because I said, it's a shame. I'm a single mother. I'm doing the best I can. And I can't provide a, a stable house for my kids or someone to lay their heads at. Nothing like that. I can't do nothing. But through it all, I'm still here. And I always tell myself, I do not want to go back. I do not want to go back to a hotel. That's why when it's when it's time for rent due, I make sure I have my rent. It might not be all of it. Hey, here's the majority of it. When I get paid on 20, I try to get, I'll give you the rest. And when I say I'm going to give it to you, I give it to them. Because I give it to them. You know, I don't have time to be playing because I got to make sure I have a roof. I, I need my, you know, my space. So, this Listen to this and just know that it's going to be okay. Let me see if I can find this little thing I had. Um, It was something I had found. I'm going to see if I can find it and share it with you guys. I don't know if I can find it, but hopefully... It's about somebody post something. And I said, oh, that is so good. Because everybody needs to hear that. Right here. Okay. These are for all these great moms and great dads out there in the world. You know. It's a to, to all the single moms out there in the world. It's a to the moms that have two presents under the tree. You are a great mom. To the mom that have 30 presents under the tree. You are a great mom. To the mom that has no presence under the tree, you're a great mom. To the mom that has no tree, you're a great mom. Because I have no tree. Um, to the mom that had to ask for donation this year, you're a great mom. To the mom that stood in the line at Salvation Army, you're a great mom. To the mom that, every, that has everything wrapped 
you're a great mom. To the mom that hasn't shopped yet, you're a great mom. To the mom that can't do anything this year, you're a great mom. To the grieving mom that is that is ready for the season to pass, you're a great mom. To the newly single mom that cries, cries at the thought of Christmas morning, you're a great mom. To the mom that doesn't celebrate Christmas, you're a great mom. To the mom that doesn't tell her kids Santa is real, you're a great mom. To the mom that forgets that to move every F, every F, every night, you're a great mom. To the mom barely holding it together, you're a great mom. This season does not define how great of a parent you are. Remember that. So, with me telling y'all my testimony and reading devotion, just remember, you are a great parent. You're a great mother, no matter what nobody says, because I tell myself that. Am I a great mom? Do you think I, I always ask my kids, is I'm a bad mom? My kids be looking like, really? But I just always question myself like that. It is weird. But remember, and it's, it, I'm speaking to myself as I'm speaking to you. You're a great mom. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, have a happy holidays. Um, enjoy your family, whatever it is. Just know that God's going to work it out some kind of way. Just hold, if you can just hold on to that. Just have just a little bit of faith as a mustard seed. Just a little bit. It's going to work it out. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen. Happy holidays. And thank you for listening to Empowering Single Mother with Children.